Rub out Cup, EFL Picks and AFCON Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based, available in 40 states. Head to kutt.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store. 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOPS. to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is, I know this, Sunday the 21st of January and we are here to have a little look at the Premier League weekend, which is still ongoing, uh, but there's been some fun games and we've done okay. Um, and then we've cobbled together all sorts of muck to have a look at this week. We've got the EFL semi-final second legs. There are some uh, games in the Championship and League One. Um, I've had a look at the AFCON and the Asian stuff as well. So plenty to be getting our teeth into. Joining us uh, from Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you? You are on mute, Barry. That's a terrible start of the show. Absolutely awful. Um, yes, Malcolm, <laughs> what a dickhead. It's a very windy Nottinghamshire. I don't know uh, what it's like oh, up your mate. way, whether the storm has hit you yet, but um, I can hear my garden furniture flying around in the garden. There's lots of things really? being thrown, thrown about through the other side of this curtain. Um, it's wild out there. Mate, it's horrible. I'm sick of it. I really am sick of the way. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or it does seem to be getting worse or if this is the flip side of global warming order. But it's just been blowing a gale and pissing down for about four months. Like, it's absolutely horrific. Um, it even it even ruined my footballing weekend because wasn't I going to go to Notts County this weekend? Oh, yeah, um, that got called off, didn't it? That got cancelled as well. And it wasn't even that cold yesterday. Right bunch of fannies. Um it was mild <laughs> overnight. I got out. Honestly, my garden was okay. So if my garden's all right. Surely Meadow Lane's all right. Um, and the cancelled at half past eight. Like there was rain across forecast for the day. It would have been fine by three o'clock. Furious. I had to go ten pin bowling with the family instead because I'd arranged oh, to take the family. Christ. I was going to take Helen and the kids to Notts County. They were all very excited about it. And when I say oh, excited, God, yeah. um, when I told them it was cancelled in the morning, Sophie was just like, "Yeah, I wasn't that bothered anyway, to be honest." Um, and Chloe was just like, oh, no, that's terrible, in a really sarcastic tone. Um, yeah. So we didn't. So I went and smashed them all at 10-pin bowling anyway, um, which was how good. Many, how many yeah. did you? Can I say? I would take the over. Right, I'm going to set the line up, Barry, for you. I've seen you attempt to do things physically, and you're a bit hopeless, <laughs> frankly. Uh, 108. No, you're going over. That's what the that's exactly what I'm going. You scored 108. No, I was I was below par 99. 
double figures. The big American yeah. people in this chat, the American people love the tempting ball, and they're all 170 plus as a, <laughs> as a nation. They'll be laughing at that 99, Barry. That's awful. I've not played for years, Malcolm. To be honest, normally I would go and have two games and get my eye in on the yeah. first one. I would have been flying if we'd had a second game. Uh, I was disappointed. I needed nine off my last ball to hit treble figures, and I hit eight. I would failed miserably. A couple of strikes yeah, in there. Though. It's miserable. all right. But, uh, That's twice in about off. three weeks. Twice in about three weeks you've uh, had forced family fun, isn't it? Doing your bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's been going on around here. Uh, in a moment, all weekend. Uh, after we say hello to who's here, uh, Riley Shantz was first in. Uh, he filled his boots on our Premier League picks today, which was decent. Courtney, you need to change that badge. Michael Roberts here. Luke up the Oldham. Uh, Harry's here. Kyle. Uh, Callum as well. Got a follow off Callum on Twitter this weekend. Slick Rick, I haven't seen Slick Rick for a couple of weeks. Uh, for a, a couple of weeks. He's name checking Darwin Nunes. I need to talk to you about Darwin Nunes, Barry, in a little minute. Uh, I'm going to write that down because I just remembered, I, I just, uh, something came to my notice when I was in the bath about half an hour ago, but it wasn't on my notes. But um, Slick Rick has uh, made me remember there. So who else is there? That might be everyone for the minute, you know. Um, so, yes, hello, everybody. Welcome. We have had some decent picks. So, yeah, this weekend, you talked about the weather, Baz. Uh, Kelly. You know Kelly. We used to live with Kelly from the casino. Uh, was going to Dublin this weekend just for one night with her husband. So she came up here, parked on our drive. I ran her up the airport yesterday. She's now stuck in Dublin. She was meant to come back at lunchtime today. So she is stuck in Dublin. I can still see her car on my drive from where we're sitting. Yeah, so they're stranded. So I'm attempting to go and retrieve them at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, but the IT department's not been very well. Like She's not going to die or anything, just like not being able to get out of bed. So it's like Lord of the Flies around here, Barry. There's nothing to eat. No one's got any clothes to wear. Like, Megan Bob would just been eating out the Hoover bag to sustain ourselves. I don't know what they're going to wear to school tomorrow. Vest and pants. Everyone's going to school tomorrow in their vest and pants. I'll probably not be able to go to work because I've got no clothes. So I'll have to stop here all day. Um. So, yeah, a bit of a shambles. I worked last night, Barry, at a... I had the casino. It was a closing down party for a factory that was closing down. So it was quite subdued, as you can imagine. And it was for the, you know, the big, the, what was the big round tree factory? The big chocolate, effect, effectively, the chocolate factory. It was the big sweet factory. Uh, famously, Barry, the home of the fruit pastel. Um, so it was a closing down party for the home of the fruit pastel last night. So they were all a bit miserable because they were losing their jobs. Um, and I asked... One of the old blokes who was playing blackjack. Where's the home of the fruit pastel now? And he said, "Fucking Czechoslovakia," is what he said. So apparently, the, uh, the new home of the fruit pastel is fucking Czechoslovakia. So next time, I think we should all boycott Czechoslovakia uh, fruit pastels. And I mean, Czechoslovakia is not even a thing either, Malcolm. It's either well, Czech or it's Slovakia. Um, yeah, it's in Czech or Slovakia. Um, but yeah, Karamax as well, but. And then at football this morning, Barry, Bob, famously, Barry, never scores. We talk about this. He's a good little player, but he sits in front, Angola, Cantier style, never gets involved. He notched two this morning, Baz. Went round the keeper and slotted. Then made it, went one and one again and slotted. And the wide open linesman was having a lovely old cheat to himself. He cheated all game long. He gave about 15 terrible offsides. Bob then dances through from the edge of the box and slots his first ever hat-trick. 
and he fucking flags him offside. And honestly, right, you know Bob, he's just he's not remotely bothered. He just started laughing that this like a fifty year old bloke running the line. Bob just like arms out, genuinely, <laughs> not sarcastically, not annoyed. He's just laughing. He's like, "What's the point in you cheating? You're a fifty year old man." So he was robbed of his first ever, his first ever hat trick pass. So I think that was my weekend. Um, football wise, it was quite a good weekend. I went two and two. Um, so I was juiced out a little bit. I think the couple of couple of four to five and five to six shots. What you know? Sometimes we say, Baz, you feel a bit unlucky, and sometimes you maybe feel a bit lucky. I was neither. I made two really, really good picks, and I made two really, really bad picks. Uh, so there was no luck involved in either of mine. Um, what I have done wrong again is well, I don't know why I keep taking these unders, Barry. We talked about it. I've been drawn to these yeah. unders. Was it three, two or three weeks ago? I took too yeah. many unders. Uh, there's been four games so far this weekend. Totals have been five, five, four, and four. Then I've had two of them as going under. I was far too cute on the Liverpool game, which actually we pivoted off this afternoon, uh, which is no use to the listeners. But where we pivoted off because we had a little bet ourselves, didn't we? And we did all right out of it. We got a free bet. I didn't pivot because I was on Liverpool handicap through it. I didn't pivot anywhere. I'd said Liverpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said to you, I said to you, I didn't realise Bournemouth have got that many injuries. I think Liverpool yeah. are going to stuff them. So we took Darwin total shots and we took uh, Liverpool total goals um, and we did all right. But I was just looking at my FPL team, Barry. Uh, we never talked, we haven't talked about the FPL for months. Um, and because I've had a good week, I thought, oh, I might have won, I might have the best score this week. So it's a good chance to talk about it. So I had a little look. And I'm doing all right. I haven't got the top score this week, Barry. I've got the third top score. Tiger, Andy Manzi Bruce has got the second top score. You have got the top score, Barry. What's and who's your captain? Darwin Nunes. Darwin Nunes. That you sit there every week and tell us he's a terrible footballer, and you're reveling with captain in FPL. Do you want to talk? Uh, explain yourself. Well, for FPL, Malcolm, you've got to make the right decisions at the right time. And what I did there was make the right decision at the right time in the right game. No Salah there to hog everything. So I got Darwin Nunes in and I got Jota in and I made Darwin Nunes my captain. Should have made Jota my captain and got, got more, even more points. But I did smash it this week uh, with Darwin Nunes and Jota. First good week I've had in a while. I jumped from 1.3 million rank up to 650,000. Um, so it just shows you what a good week it was. I've halved my rank in one week. So yeah, good week for me, but still a long way back at the moment. Got to keep uh, pulling off a few of those. I noticed uh, Tiger made his way up to fifth. Uh, your brother is sitting in third. Um, and I'll just name check the top couple. So Cameron Burke is still top. Uh, Lenny, uh, Lenny's sitting in second. Darren Penaluna, uh, Dan Noel is sitting in fourth. Uh, and Tiger's in tied for fifth with James Golden. So all still to play for. I'm sitting just nicely off the pace in 82nd place, Barry. So not too bad. Um... So, yes, we've got one more Premier League game tomorrow night, which we did handicap on the last uh, show. That's Brighton against Wolves. For reference, my pick was both teams to score in over two and a half uh, with Ferguson. Evan Ferguson is my any-team scorer. Um, what was your pick, Baz, in that one? Do you remember? Can, can, I, can I rewind and talk about the picks I've just put on at the weekend first, Malcolm? Is that all right? Well, I haven't got to that bit yet. It's on me nose. All right. Do you know what I, I mean? Okay, you've gone then. Uh, over that. Uh, yeah, because so yeah, you've done well, you Particularly today, Baz, who had two nice uh, plus money winners. Yeah, so obviously I started off with an absolute stinker. I took Palace on the handicap. 
They only got beat 5 0 in the end. Um, I mean, that unraveled. I, I don't know what happened there. I, I actually turned the telly over. I left the, the front room towards the end, assuming it had finished 3 0. Um, and then Martinelli nicked a couple of late ones. So that was a stinker for me. Um, but came back. What was the late game yesterday? Forest. Um, I took the both to score. It was a short price, but Forest is the first leg of me double. So I'll come to that in a second. But then today, um, the draw in the West Ham game. West Ham, Sheffield United draw. Bit of good fortune. I mean, it was looking all right. 70 minutes, 1-1. West Ham get the goal and I think I'm in trouble. And then, yeah, 99th minute penalty to equalise. And then West Ham should have had a penalty at the other end in the 100th minute. Um, I thought West Ham were, were robbed of one there. But 23-10 to 10 for that draw. And Liverpool were a good price in the handicap. 13-8 to 8 was the handicap. If you took the two of them, which it did, as a double, you got just short of 8-1. to one. So really good today. But yeah, that double, the Acker this week, was just a very simple double. Um, and we're halfway there. We had Middlesbrough to score two goals at 5-2. to two. Uh, That came in yesterday. We need Wolves to score two or more tomorrow um, to hit that 10-1 double. So still a lot to do. Still a big ask. But it's nice to be rolling into Monday uh, with that bet still intact. And the score I pick, Ivan Tony. It was inevitable, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, did he cheat, Malcolm? Well, first of all, that West Ham Sheffield United game, we talked about like having a bit of luck and you need it. And if you get it, it's great, isn't it? When you're in something like that, it is great. The the VAR things at the end, Bas, I think I'm getting so apathetic. I looked at it and I couldn't even be bothered to try and work out if there were penalties or not. Because it's just, what's the fucking point? The referees at the VR are just doing what they want. Like, uh, so I didn't even look into it properly. It scrowed me down so much. I just thought, I'm not even getting into it. And then I, I hadn't actually, because I was working last night, um, I hadn't seen the Ivan Tony stuff until earlier on. And But I just saw the fact that Nottingham Forest have wrote a letter. Well, what do you, I mean? Not falling through, if a throw-in gets taken from a wrong place, do you write the letter? Like, at what point do we stop writing letters? And also, at what form does this letter take? Like, who's gotten the pen and paper out? Is is the manager doing it? Is it is like some you're writing something? A granny bought you for Christmas, dear dear PGMOL. Like the whole thing's just baffling. Also, if you want to write a letter, which is stupid, write the letter. But why do you have to tell us you've wrote a letter? Why do you have to release the club? Just write the fucking letter. Like what you the letters doesn't appear to be the purpose of the letter. Being able to release a statement to say you brought a letter because you might get a penalty in three weeks' time appears to be the purpose of the letter. It's fucking ridiculous. It's all shite. Liverpool and Arsenal started this whole letter thing. It did, ago, yeah. And it served no purpose then, other than, as you say, just look like you're make, making a fuss. Honestly, you moved the ball half a yard. As you say, is that any different to taking a corner, a throw in five yards, ten yards further up the pitch? No. If Forrest was smart enough, they'd have spotted it and they'd have shuffled the ball along. The goal he should have done, yeah. And for all of their complaints, if you look at the Forest wall, every single one of them has stood in front of the white line. So they've done exactly yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. He has, they, they've stole half a yard in the same way he stole half a yard. Look at Ryan Yates, who was the one right on the end. He stood in front of the line. So they've done exactly the same thing. Absolute bollocks. Get on with it. You fucked up. So, he didn't see what so he was doing. So if Tony hits the wall with that free kick, Brentford can write the letter, apparently. Yes, uh, I can yeah, They wanted VAR to get involved. They're saying VAR should have got involved because <laughs> it's an obvious <laughs> error um, leading to a goal. No, absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. Not having it. 
yeah, totally agree with you. Um, excuse me, got a bit of a cough on. Uh, that's what's going on now. Uh, Connor, Jordy, joined us. Connor, how are you doing? And Frank, uh, nice to see Frank. Um, okay, let's we make some picks, Baz, uh, is what we'll do. So, yeah, decent weekend all round. I think, uh, the split week, uh, we've done well over the uh, over the two weeks. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. A uh, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and football. Pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. And watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. If you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code. SGPN. Okay, we were going to start with the EFL Cup semi-final second legs, uh, which the first one is on Tuesday evening, eight o'clock kickoff, uh, which is three p.m. Eastern time. The game is um, Chelsea against um, Middlesbrough. Chelsea are one to four. Minus 400. The draw is 5-1 to one and Middlesbrough are out at 9-1. to one. Uh, That's for the game in 90 minutes. To qualify, uh, two-way um, option here. Qual- qualification, Chelsea 9-25, to 25, minus 277. Middlesbrough are 2-1. to one. Um, So Middlesbrough won this first game. Uh, won the first leg, won nothing. Um, it was a bit of a funny one. They got ahead early on and they defended like badgers. Chelsea missed. Well, actually, they didn't miss that. They missed some chances and they minced about a lot. And they just kind of get a little bit exposed when they've got so much possession. Um, they, they've just got some quite average footballers. like, And it's quite. It's not that complicated while people are, are trying to work out what's going wrong. I just think a lot of their footballers aren't top class. Um, it, it can be that straightforward. Like, um, so in the last couple of results for Chelsea, I, I'm go- I'll start with with Chelsea. I've got no interest in backing them. Obviously, we're not going to give them out a one to four. Um, so obviously, the next logical place to go is the handicap. Uh, not interested in that again. The last few results just confirm everything you know about them. So they have a one 0 win against Fulham, which was an in uh, first half stoppage time penalty. They look dodgy. Um, they then lose at Middlesbrough. Um, and then the other mad 3-2 at Luton, where they look capable for 75 minutes. And then Luton bully them, get back in the game, and it finishes 3-2. And I've repeatedly said they'll struggle with a low block. Middlesbrough go into this game 1-0 up. They're not going to go out and go mad. Do you know what I mean? They are going to let Chelsea come at them. And Michael Carrick's a good manager. He'll be aware of that as well. Um, Chelsea might win comfortably, but we certainly shouldn't be betting them. Um, Middlesbrough, so it kind of... Hinges here on what you can expect from Middlesbrough. They're sitting in 11th in the league. Um, and every time you expect a bit more out of them, every time you expect them to go on a run or gain a bit of momentum, they seem to let you down a little bit. Um, your YouTube live on Saturday lunchtime, Barry, which here was very much fun. It was very well done. Uh, there was quite a lot of people in the chat on Saturday who were in the chat now and a few others. And we talked about all sorts of things. I didn't uh, join live, but I was in the comments and we threw out some uh, nice winning players in the championship, didn't we? Um, and there was quite a lot of people who were had Middlesbrough as the cornerstone and their parlays. I can't remember who it was. It was one person kept chucking out Rotherham on the money line. And they nearly got it done as well. But they, they had a 1-1 home draw with Rotherham. 
uh, which is a bad result. They lost at Rotherham fairly recently. I think the league record tells you everything you need to know. Won 12, lost 12, drawn four. So that's just right down the middle. Um, so, and even that's 6 2 6, win, loss, draw at home, 6 2 6 away. So you just can't, there's nothing really. Over two and a half goals, it's really short. It's it's north and uh, minus 200, one to two. Um, I think this is tight. Chelsea are going to make hard work of it. Um, but Middlesbrough is such a big price to win. I don't think Middlesbrough will win, but that's such a big price, nine to one. It makes the handicap attractive to me. Chelsea have only covered a handicap of one and a half goals once in 13 games. And that was a total of Sheffield United. And they've got a again, they've played some fairly average teams like um Middlesbrough plus one and a half goals. Um is plus money, Barry. It's plus one or five, 21 to 20. I'm gonna give Middlesbrough a chance to keep it tight. Yeah, I mean you've covered a lot of the stuff I was gonna say and Really looking in the same sort of areas as me. I, I struggled with the price Chelsea at one to four. I just think makes it very prohibitive to back them anywhere in any shape or form, whether that's for goals, handicaps, win the game, qualify. Everything's too short. The one nil down, so they do need to win it by a couple to avoid. Does it go straight to penalties? I think it's straight to penalties, isn't it? The AFL Cup. And at home, you would expect Chelsea would make enough chances. To, to win by a couple, but if there's one thing Chelsea are good at, it's squandering chances. They can create plenty, but they're very wasteful. There's only Everton in the Premier League who have underperformed their XG more than Chelsea. They've scored 35 goals in the league. They've got an XG of 45. They've scored 10 less goals than their XG suggests they should have done. Um, in the first leg, they had an XG of two and a half, didn't score a goal. So, I struggle to back Chelsea in a handicap. And you've mentioned the, the form. Prior to the first leg, Chelsea had been on a three-game winning streak, but there was wins against Preston, Luton and Palace. They beat Preston by a single, more than a single goal, but Luton and Palace were closer games. And then you look at Borough. I'm pleased you mentioned the championship. I, I told people to steer away from Borough. I wasn't interested in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're three games unbeaten. They've conceded just three goals in the last four games. And they've played Villa and Chelsea in those four games as well. Conceded just once playing Villa and Chelsea in the cup games. Now, granted, they were the home side in both of those. They were in the back on the back foot in both of them. But they've gave a really good account of themselves in both games. And I think they can do so again. So I like your pick. It was almost where I went, but I've went slightly different and probably somewhere we shouldn't go, given what you said earlier. So I'm not taking Borough either on the money line or the handicap, but I'm going to back the defence here. I think it could be another low-scoring affair. Maybe Chelsea will sneak past them 1-0 or 2-0, but I think the under two and a half goals looks a good price. And as you said, I've steered away from unders, having been stung by them a few times lately. But in these cup games, with Middlesbrough 1-0 up already, I'd rather be on that than back in Chelsea to win by twos or threes or anything like that. I think it's a big price, the under two and a half, and that's why I'm going for it. 17 to 10. Chelsea v Borough, under two and a half goals at 17 to 10, plus 170. Um, I don't mind it, like I say. Um, I just I was kind of determined not to take too many uh, unders because it's been it's the one thing that's been burning me recently. Uh, Michael in the chat talked about saves markets again. Um, and I had a, I did have a look this weekend because it's something that's come on our radar. Uh, Michael sort of started us off with it. And I looked at Neto today for Bournemouth. But the, the ones I've been looking at, 
didn't really come in. So uh, it's definitely something I want to keep looking at, but I'm not quite confident enough yet to start pulling the trigger on a few. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff, though. Uh, next up is Wednesday night, um, 8 o'clock. Uh, there is extra time, by the way, Barry, just to uh, clear that one up. Um, extra time and penos. Wednesday, 8 o'clock, 3pm Eastern time, is the second leg of Fulham against Liverpool. Uh, Fulham are 7-2, plus 350. The draw's 11-4, plus 275. And Liverpool are 13-18, minus 138. Liverpool leads... Are ready? 2-1. Yeah, Liverpool are 2-1 up from the first leg, Baz. Yes, Fulham obviously got off to a good start in that first leg. Took a first-half lead. Um, but it unravelled in the second half, so they are chasing now. And I think that could be a problem for them. Had they came back... Uh, the home tie with a lead or even a draw, something to hold on to. That might have helped them. As it happens, they now have to find a way back into it. And I think that might play into Liverpool's hands. Fulham's performances have been decent lately. Lots of endeavour, but then there's not much in the way of rewards for them. They've lost four and drew one, two of their last six games. The Arsenal win was a big plus, massive win, good performance. But the other win was over Rotherham in the Cup, and it wasn't pretty, to be honest. So, there's only really the Arsenal game that stands out as a really, really solid performance where they've got something in, in terms of a you know a result out of it. Because um, Liverpool, they did play well, but they've come away losers. So, looking at Liverpool, they, they've extended their... They're on a winning streak now, five games winning. Um, they're unbeaten in eight with that 4-0 win over Bournemouth today. And I just think Liverpool are an all-right price here. I know they don't have to win. But I think Liverpool will continue to win. I think they'll make their way at the final. And I think 8-11 to 11 Liverpool's an OK price. But you can get a decent jump in that price by tagging on the over two and a half goals. Um, 6-4 to four for Liverpool to win and over two and a half goals. That'll be my pick in the Fulham v Liverpool game. Well, I was really, really very, very similar. But I actually thought this Bournemouth-Liverpool game uh, was a really good comparison game. You'd put Bournemouth and Fulham on a fairly even foot, and although Bournemouth have been in good form and had a bit of a streak, I think over the course of a season, they're very similar. And they, they play similar ways as well. They, they, they knock it around a little bit. They'll score you a few goals. Uh, can be a little bit soft at the back. Um, Mo Salah is worth a mention. Obviously still missing, but he done his hamstring, kind of. He came off uh, the other day uh, for Egypt, but he didn't. He sort of, you know, sometimes you see people pull the hamstring, they pull up like they've been shot. He just kind of felt went over, but he is returning to Liverpool um, for assessment, etc. Um, but he's, he's obviously not going to play, but that sort of puts him out of AFCON. Um, but Bournemouth started well today. They had like four corners in the first seven minutes, they made a few chances, and then Liverpool turned the screw from sort of 30 minutes onwards, and that was the end of that. Um, Liverpool got away with it, and I can see this just following a similar pattern. But I do think I do fancy Fulham will get a goal. And um, so, what was it? your pick was what Liverpool to win in over two and a half? Yeah, yeah. I've got both teams to score with over two and a half. So very very similar bars. We've skinned the same cat. Um, I've got to say Liverpool three um, three one is the correct score. Was kind of be starting point here, but that's a shade of odds on. Mine's a bit skinnier. Nine to ten. Minus one, one, one uh, for both teams to score and over 
two and a half goals. Okay, uh, we will move on to there's some AFL games uh, this week. Barry um, has been in form on AFL. There's uh, a lot of the listeners uh, in Barry's live stuff have been all over the AFL as well. Um, so we'll get into some EFL action. I'll tell you first about Cut, a uh, peer-to-peer social betting platform, US-based and available in 40 states. Because old Kramer was uh, putting up a load of his playoff stuff on Cut this week, made a few quid, taking money off some of the uh, off some of the other SGP and DGENs. Um, peer-to-peer social betting is a new and great fun way to bet. You've got verifiable outcomes, tons of social features. Uh, you can bet on all kinds of different things. Cut off a slow, big and fully customizable odds so you can create your own bets. Um, you can get cash back every time you bet against friends or other users as well. Uh, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform. The TSB is standard legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And finally, Hall of Fame bets uh, winning bigger. And better uh, this NFL season. Hall of Fame Bets is a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research NFL, NBA, and soccer bets with historical bet, uh, stats and data. Stick your parlays into the optimizer, and they will tell you where you're going right and where you're going wrong. Break it down by leg, give you expected probabilities, all of that good stuff. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Um, Okay, EFL stuff then, Baz. Um, I don't, we haven't discussed what games we have picked this week. Um, I've got two, Barry. I've got one from the Championship on Wednesday. And I've got one from League One. It's a good game. Have you done this Leicester Ipswich game, Baz, at all? No, it's, uh, with it being on the Monday, I thought a lot of people yeah. wouldn't listen by then. So I left the left the left. And to be honest, I, I didn't know which way to go with it. I haven't had a proper look at that one, no. Yeah, it's a really good game, Leicester Ipswich tomorrow night. It'd be worth a watch. And if you get the Discord channel, uh, or we might throw some stuff up on uh, on Twitter, um, looks like it's going to be a good game. So uh, the start with the game I went to, which is Wednesday night, 7 45, 2.45 Eastern time, if I can find my notes. The game is um, Leeds United against Norwich City. Uh, Leeds are uh, 11-25, minus 2.27 to win the game. 16-5, uh, plus 3.20 is the door. And Norwich are all the way out at 6-1. to one. I watched Leeds today. It was part of the reason I wanted to handicap the game is because I was sitting watching them play. Uh, they squeezed past Preston North End 2-1. Uh, with a very, very late penalty. Patrick Bamford um, attempted to take the penalty or got the ball and wanted to take the penalty. And he's missed about 42 in a row. And you could hear the crowd were like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then uh, your man, Pirro, uh, Joel Pirro, the Peruvian lad, come and got the ball off him. It was a great big cheer. I went up. I mean, talking about Patrick Bamford's ego taking a bit of a, a bit of a burst in. Um, and Pirro slotted in the corner. It was a good game. Preston got 1-0 up and therefore then made it really, really difficult for Leeds. Leeds were good. Um, Preston mangled the second half. They kicked, they bit, they fought, they rolled around. It was horrible to watch. Um, But I thought Leeds were really, really good. Um, And it's... uh, Ellen Road has proven a bit of a fall. It's really good atmosphere at the minute. Um, It can be a bit of a double-edged sword. It's a bit like maybe Newcastle, Everton have been a bit similar where the home crowd can... Um, really can make or break 
uh, what a team are doing. And at the minute, everyone is pulling in the right direction for Leeds. Both these teams are in all right form. Um, but like I say, at home, Leeds are a different uh, proposition. They've now won 10 and drawn four and are unbeaten at home, scoring 2.23 goals per game. And Norwich are just struggling away from home. They've only won four of their 14 games, uh, conceding over two goals per game as well. Um, they had loads of different options yet to try and get on leads because obviously they were short price, the goals, the handicap was all short. And then I found a beauty pass. Leads to score in both halves. Uh, it's 21 to 10 plus 210. Uh, lovely price. I like that a lot better because the team total, uh, Leeds team total over one and a half is one to two minus 200. Um, so a huge um, uh, discrepancy in prices there. So leads to score in both halves, Baz, 21 to 10 uh, plus 210. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice way. And I, I didn't have a firm pick. I did make a few notes for this game, but didn't really land on anything that I would put as a pick. Certainly something I'd put in Akaz, which which I might do later. But as you say, that you sort of look on the face of it, that they're both in good form. Leeds on a four-game winning streak, and they've conceded just once in those four. But Norwich have won their last three and unbeaten in five. But it is that Leeds home form versus the Forest, the Norwich away form. That's that's key here. The top of the home form table, Leeds, unbeaten all season at Elton Road, won 10 of their last 11 at home. And the bit I found was the, was the goals. They're, they're regularly scoring two or more, but as you say, it's a little bit short. Eight of the last nine home games have gone over two and a half goals. And that's where I would go. If I was pushed for a bet on this game, I would take the overs. It's a little bit short. It's four to seven. But I'm happy to stick it in my acca. Um Wasn't uh, fond of anything else, but I do like your way in to the lead side of it there. It's a good good little angle. On Baz, what else you got? Um, next up for me is League One. I've got Oxford v Barnsley. Um, let's just drag them notes up. Where are we? Yeah, Oxford Barnsley, just the one pick in League One. There's a few games in League One. These are on the Tuesday night. Um, short handicap for these things. Barnsley are a team I've been following for a few weeks now, with both teams to score in particular. Nine in a row um, for their games have hit this. And seven of the nine games have also gone over two and a half goals. So then you go and look at the Oxford side, see if there's anything there that would sort of talk us out of it. And Oxford's last five games have all gone over two and a half, all gone over both teams to score. So you've got four to six for both to score. I like that. There's a pick. Stick it in your actors, whatever. Or three to four for over two and a half. Take your pick. Have whichever one you want. Or put them both together. Um, so I think both will hit. I think over two and a half and both to score. And you can get that at evens. Um, but it depends how you want to play it. With this AFL stuff, um, just take the bits you like. Play it your way. But I would say it's a game where I do see goals. Um, and whether you go both to score or overs, I, I like either of it. But I'll take both of them at evens. Um, over two and a half and both to score. Oxford v. Barnsley. Uh, um, okay. You've got some League One stuff. You have, haven't you? I've got a League, I've got a league One pick from the same night, Baz. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Yes, go. Okay, so uh, again, 7.45, 2.45 Eastern time. Uh, the game I'm looking at here is Bolton Wanderers against Cheltenham Town. Bolton 2-5, to five, minus 2.50. The door 7-2. Cheltenham are out at 6-1. to one. Actually, nipped in. There was 7-1 to one earlier on. Cheltenham, uh, line movement report on Cheltenham Town. And Bolton's form isn't that convincing, Baz. Uh, they had a nice little run in October, November. But they've only covered the handicap once in the last eight. Um, 
they've lost at home to Bristol Rovers. They lost to Orient last time out. Probably we've got here is Cheltenham aren't very good either. They're sitting 22nd in the league. Um, 23rd, I think, actually. Uh, but they have won three of their last five games, Baz. Last time out, they beat top of the table, Portsmouth 1-0. Um, and the last time Cheltenham lost by more than one goal was 14 games ago. Um, so I just think Cheltenham are in this year. And obviously, for the second time tonight, I've done this with Middlesbrough. Um, now, there was no Asian lines when I looked at this. I want Cheltenham plus one and a half. Um, but as it's that, I don't know if they're likely to put that up. You might be able to help me out here. Um, the, so what I have found, Cheltenham plus one is 11 to four, plus 275. Or a parlay piece I really like is Cheltenham plus two is four to six, minus 150. But what I'll be drawing for nearer the time is a Cheltenham plus one and a half. Um, I just don't think uh, they haven't been getting battered. Bolton haven't been battering teams. Therefore, I'd say Bolton one goal win. It's probably what's going to happen. So I'll be looking for a little bit of Cheltenham, Baz. Yeah, Cheltenham plus one and a half is 1.6, Malcolm. Um, so what's that? Around four to six, roughly. No, I've um, got Cheltenham plus two at four to six. Um, I'm looking at the Asian line. So you're, are you looking at the... I couldn't find the Asian lines here. Yeah, that's why I not put up the... Yeah. Um... But like I say, they have nip, been nipped in from sevens into sixes. So that might have just knocked it. A quarter of a point off that Asian price. But anyway, crack on. Uh, yeah, next up for me, I'm delving into League Two. So if you're finished with League One, I assume. Yeah, yeah nothing cool. else in League yeah, One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've got um, Morecambe v. Crew. Um, yeah, uh, Crew, uh, I do like, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to take Crew on the team total. Start of the season, Crew were great for this. They were regularly. Hitting two 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 goals a game. I'm sure they went in double figures streak of hitting two goals in a game. They had hit a bit of a rough patch lately, but they've refound their form with four wins in a row. So I think back in crew now that they've sort of hitting hitting form again. The other side of it, Morgan have won just one in their last six games. They've had no clean sheet in those six games, and they've conceded two or more goals in four of the six. So crew here for me. To score two or more, it's five to four, decent plus money price, plus 125. So, yeah, Morecambe v Crew in League Two is, is crew to score two or more at five to four. Okay, uh, I'm done for EFL picks, Baz. So, any more you well, can keep going? Yeah, I'll crack on. I've got one more League Two pick, uh, and then I've got Akas. We'll put them at the end once you've got your uh, your AFCON stuff out. Next yeah, one up for me is Mans- Mansfield Town versus Sutton. Uh, League Two again Tuesday night. I'm going to take Mansfield to get back on track with a comfortable win here. They have been a bit hit and miss lately. They've lost a bit of momentum with postponed games and stuff like that. But when they have been winning, they've been winning well. The last five wins for Mansfield have all been by two goals at least. Now, Sutton are rock bottom of the league. They did get a very good 2-2 draw against Barrow at the weekend. Um, It doesn't help them much, but it was a solid result. First time in 10 league games that scored two goals, that one. Um, they don't score many goals. They, I think only Forest Green have scored less than them this season. So I think Mansfield handicap is, is, is where I'll go here. Callum's putting out Mansfield to score two. It's a very short price. I have got them in an acca later on to do that. Uh, but the pick for me will be Mansfield to win by two or more. Minus 1.5 on the handicap at 11 to 10. So that's Mansfield to beat Sutton by two goals or more. At 11 to 10. I like Mansfield and Sutton have featured on this show 
more than you would have guessed at the start of the season if you had to name two teams. Um, are you done for... Uh, that, for, that is all of my, my picks. I've got a couple of actors to put out at the end. Yeah, I'll let you crack on with your uh, overseas stuff. Yes, because yeah, we've been uh, watching AFCON and the Asian uh, stuff. And actually, Callum in the chat was just mentioning uh, a game that I have handicapped, Callum. Uh, and I think exactly the same as you. But um, the AFCON's been really fun to watch. Um, there was a few renewals of the tournament where it was just like a nil-nil draw after nil-nil draw. I think African teams went through that sort of spell of getting all those middle-aged, long-haired men from the lowlands of Europe who just coached them into like defending like badges. And obviously, because physically, you get a load of big central midfielders in there. And it was just dog shit. And this tournament's been nothing like it. Like There's been three twos, four twos, three threes. Um... Really expansive football, loads of good goals. Um, Pats and Dak scored a great goal uh, this afternoon for Zambia. Um, great song, by the way, Pats and Dak has got. Um, the man from Cape Verde with these mad 50-odd free kicks that changed direction nine times. There's been loads of good stuff going on. Um, so I'm going to start. I'm gonna, I'll come to Cape Verde second. I've got two picks here, Baz. Um, the first one's in the Mozambique v Ghana game, and that takes place... Tomorrow night, Monday night, 8 o'clock, so 3 p.m. Eastern. So we might just have time. Uh, Mozambique are a big price here. Um, plus 475, 90 to 4-way. Ghana are um, 4 to 6, minus 150 favourites. But just on the eye test, Baz, um, Ghana haven't been very good. They're sitting in third place in the group. They've got one point. Mozambique is sitting in fourth place in the group, also have one point. Um, but... Mozambique, they scored goals. They scored two against Egypt in that game where Salah got the last-minute pen. They drew 2-2. Uh, they lost 3-0 against Cape Verde in that game that we watched where we, the man scored the free kick. Bebe got the free kick. Mozambique made so many presentable chances. They were given a penalty, which was then overturned by VAR. I thought it was really lucky. I thought it was a penalty. Um, Ghana conceded twice against Egypt. They conceded twice against Cape Verde. Mozambique still got a chance of qualifying as well, so they're going to have a go. Um, I've got Mozambique as live dogs, but I just think they're going to score goals, Baz. Um, so, again, if you're looking for a parlay piece, if you want a parlay, uh, who did I put up earlier on? Like Cheltenham or someone. I had a really good Cheltenham-Mozambique handicap that no one in the world's ever done. But Mozambique to score a goal is round about four to six, but to score two goals is four to one, and to score three goals is 16 to one. And you do see teams... Even though Ghana are a much bigger name, who just fucking wrap in in tournaments like um, who having a bad tournament. So yeah, I think uh, I think Mozambique can get us at least two goals at four to one. I love that bad. And then in the same group, we come to Cape Verde, uh, who play Egypt. Cape Verde, the the prices here, Cape Verde were six to one. I'm now seeing them at eleven to two. Um, but. I think it's just far, far too big. The reason it's big is because Cape Verde are already guaranteed top spot. They've won both the games in the can't be court. Um, Egypt have played two and drawn two. They're missing Mo Salah, obviously. Uh, but Cape Verde are just lively. They're a fun team. This is a good opportunity to knock Egypt out. If they can um, beat Egypt, then Mozambique or Ghana improve past them. That could be the end of Egypt. Takes away one of the big challenges as well. And like I said, you can't see teams in tournaments just turn it in in Egypt, if possible. 
far too big a price, Cape Verde. Far, far, far too big. Uh, six to one, eleven to two, whatever you want. Um, have a pizza bet because the prices are just plain wrong. Um, I'm and and Brown Barry's uh, doing bits for us here. Um, but um, un- the handicap might be screwed. We're following our NFL bets live. Um, and then we're going to head across to Asia for another little pick as well. The Asian Cup is going along quite nicely. My 101 pick, Jordan, are doing okay. Uh, they got a nice 2-2 draw with South Korea the other day. The game we're going to go through here is Qatar v China. Um, we're still racing for a goal, 2.43 billion people. India failed to score. So neither of India or China have still managed the score sheet. Uh, China play Qatar next, 5-4 to four, Qatar. China out at 5-2. to two. But Qatar are in the same position as Cape Verde, already qualified, already guaranteed top of the group. Um, China is still second, remarkably, after two nil-nil draws. But one of those 1.41 billion people bars is going to tuck a goal away here. Both teams to score is even money. Um, I think China are going to do it. Uh, they're going to beat India in the race uh, to a goal. So both teams to score in Qatar against China, Barry. And that is me done. Well done. Thank um, you. Yeah, I have nothing in the Afghan or Asian Cup, mainly because I've struggled with it. Uh, so I decided to stick with what I'm doing well with uh, and leave it at that. Did you put any exotics out or is that you? No, I'm done, mate. It's I, all you now. I, I will chuck out a couple of... Um, AFL Akers. I've gone for an over two and a half goals accumulator at seven to one. The games are Leeds, Oxford, Mansfield, and Morecambe. All four of those games to have three or more goals in them comes in at seven to one. And I've got a team total accumulator as well, comes in at a similar price for Leeds to score two or more, Bradford to score two or more, Crew to score two or more, and Mansfield two or more. Um, so that's a team total. Leeds, Bradford, Crew, Mansfield, all to score two or more. Comes in at about seven to one as well. Um, yeah, those are my two actors for the AFL midweek stuff. Um, done okay. You know, I put all the AFL picks out, Malcolm, as you say. We've done the live on a Saturday morning, put all the AFL stuff out. Um, we hit a team total accumulator, albeit reduced because of postponements. Um, we were one goal away from hitting an over 2.5 accumulator. And then I'd made it into an over 2.5 long shot. It had seven picks in and total. It was 50 to 1. Now, two of the games were cancelled, so it would have probably been about 20 to 1. One goal away, Blackburn, Huddersfield, 1-1 one, one at half time. Um, one more goal would have cashed us um, a couple of really, really nice accumulators. So getting really close on the AFL stuff. Um, so, yeah, let's hope for another good midweek this week. Yeah, Manchester United fans are having a little discussion about Andrew Onana in the chat. He, uh, he missed his flight out last week, so then had a party. He didn't get picked for the first game. Now, he didn't miss his flight. His flight couldn't land because of the fog. Uh, had to go to a different airport. I'm guessing the uh, transport infrastructure in the Côte d'Ivoire wasn't good enough to get him uh, to the game on time. So he was the last one to arrive, uh, and then he was the first one to leave because then he did play the next two. Dropped a series of bollocks. They got Cameroon knocked out. Uh, and he's back in Manchester before the postcards. So that was the end of that. So well done, Andre. Um, I think we're done, Barry. Do you have anything else you need to tell the people? Uh, just disappointing loser. I took the over 2.5 tonight on um, how many times Badger would be mentioned. And you only hit two. So I'm a bit disappointed with that. You've defended like Badgers twice tonight, Malcolm. Really? Uh, I was, I was, was on that... the over two, over two and a half. 
I did not know that was a thing that I said regularly. I'll have to watch for that. <laughs> I think it was only twice anyway. Maybe he did it the third time. But I definitely heard the badger come out twice. So there you go. Defending like badgers. No, don't, dis- don't dispute it. Um, yeah, lots of ways to get in touch and stay in touch with the show. People mentioned in the chat, obviously, the, the YouTube Live. Barry's hoping to get back on TikTok, the Telegram. Um, so the link tree is kicking around. Um, so just get involved, whatever you um, prefer to receive your content. Uh, you've got loads of different ways. And the Discord channel is brilliant as well. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, who joined us tonight. Um, it was loads of fun. Have you got any plans to go live this week, Baza? Uh, probably on Saturday again, um, 11.30 Saturday. Um, back on YouTube until we get the TikTok up and running. But, yeah, get get involved. It was good at the weekend. As you said, there was a lot of people in, a lot of interaction, a lot of people posting their picks out. And it's mainly the stuff that we don't cover on the podcast. It's the AFL stuff. Um, because yeah. all your Premier League picks, you can get it from YouTube anyway. But um, if you want a bit of something a bit different with all the, the other stuff that we're taking on a weekend, then then that's the place. Um, keep an eye out for the lives on YouTube. But normally around eleven thirty on a Saturday morning for an hour or so, um, we'll be where we'll be. Um, yeah, brilliant. Agree with all of that, Baz. Yeah, thank you very much. We'll be back on uh, Wednesday night. Is it FA Cup weekend this weekend, Saturday? Yeah, um, FA Cup yeah, weekend and then a full round of Premier League next midweek. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's a full round of Premier League action. So dead busy. Uh, the next two shows, there'll be tons and tons of picks. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, get into a little bit of form, Baz. Uh, thank you, Barry. Enjoyed it. Thanks to everyone who got involved. Um, like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, all that fun stuff. Um, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>